1: Hey folks, good morning and welcome to Just the News AM. I am Carrie Sheffield and glad that you're with us. I want to start the show with some good news. Warm you up, warm up your heart on this cold winter's day here for much of the country. Some strangers took in... A delivery truck woman, her name was Chelsea Timmons, and it was supposed to be her last delivery because of road conditions in Austin, Texas. Well, Chelsea got stuck in a customer's driveway, but this turned out to be a blessing in disguise because when the homeowners, Nina Richardson and Doug Condon, couldn't get Chelsea's car out, they invited her to stay, which she did for five days. And now she says she feels like a part of their family and she's very grateful because she had no electricity, no running water, no heat in her apartment. It ended up being a blessing. And our hats off to these strangers who took in someone who was in a moment of need. Ah, pay it for it. I love hearing stories like that. Well, let's move on to the news of the day, much harsher topics, uh, but glad you're with us. Brian Darling is the founder of Liberty Government Affairs, and he's got a new op-ed in The Washington Times looking at bias and the questions of media and what's going to happen about the fact that conservative news networks are under attack. And Brian Darling wrote this op-ed. He talks about the left canceling some big names like J.K. Rowling, the creator of Harry Potter novels for being transphobic, and Today Show host Billy Bush after he is a central player in the Trump Access Hollywood reporting. Brian goes on to say, if you express conservative views and have any association with former President Trump, then you are not worthy of participating in society, according to the cancel culture warriors. For violating both of these rules, all conservative outlets are in the crosshairs. And it turns out there is a hearing today, speaking of crosshairs, in the House Committee on Energy and Commerce. And they are looking into what they are calling the traditional media's role in promoting disinformation and extremism. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning. So what do you think's going to happen with this hearing? Is this when it, when it says mainstream media, can we just actually read in that this is conservative media they're going after?
2: Yeah, oh, no doubt they're going after conservative media. They're trying to set the pretext to force conservative media basically out of existence. I think you've got groups on the left like Media Matters that constantly is going after advertisers and pressuring government to attack conservative media. And now you have the government. The government will try and impose something. Maybe they'll try and do something uh, like impose some speech rules on different uh, media outlets to try and force views, different views from the conservative media's views. I mean, you think about it this way, the fairness doctrine applies only to broadcast media they'd love to apply it to fox news they would not apply it to msnbc or cnn because they agree with them and they think that those networks are telling the truth they want to apply it to, to networks they claim are not telling the truth so they can basically have government force speech on these other networks they would So would think you think that's going to
1: happen you, you think the fairness doctrine is going to be brought back you think that's one thing that might be brought up at this hearing
2: I know it's been discussed, I know it's been on the table. I'm happy to see that Jonathan Turley will be testifying at this hearing, one voice or reason, but there should be no doubt that this hearing is a pretext to find ways for government to go after conservative media. They're saying that because of some disinformation that circulated about the election, some disinformation that circulated about the coronavirus, that that gives them the power to go in and force, and basically go after conservative media And I think we're going to see them try and do that. I know that the First Amendment will protect us as much as it can. But when you have determined liberals trying to go after these networks, going after you, going after your network, going after Newsmax, going after One American News, going after all the conservative movement, I think that it's, it's the beginning of their effort to try and stifle conservative speech.
3: Mm.
1: Well, it's funny because this word misinformation, disinformation, I don't recall conservatives doing the same thing to liberal media outlets on Capitol Hill when you're talking about the so much disinformation and misinformation that was put out about Mueller, about FISA warrants, about everything to do with the Trump campaign and so many lies that the left, quote unquote, mainstream media was putting out. Why aren't they being held accountable?
2: Because they're liberals, and the same rules don't apply to liberals. I mean, you talk about cancel culture. It doesn't apply equally to conservatives and liberals. It only applies to conservatives. We've seen liberals over and over again violate the rules, and they are not held accountable. Jen Psaki used an anti-gay slur against a U.S. senator. She was never held accountable for. It. One of her staff went after a political reporter, and they did everything in their power to save that guy's job. And finally, he had to resign under pressure because he wasn't high enough in the food chain to be saved. But you look at Governor Northam of Virginia, did some things that were racist. Obviously, he didn't serve. He, did, he was not put in the uh, cancel culture penalty box. I mean, none of the liberals are treated the same as conservatives. And so the way liberals look at it is their truth is the only truth that matters. They don't believe in a diversity of views. They don't They don't believe in having a right-left discussion and a debate over getting to the truth. They say that their truth is the only truth, and conservative truth needs to be modified by their truth.
1: So what do you think is going to be the end result of this? Like, what specific kind of proposals are you expecting?
2: Well, I think that part of this is a messaging war. I think part of it is them trying to uh, disparage and 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 make conservative media look like it's not legitimate. So one big part of this is a media war and a PR war against the conservative media to try and beat them down a bit. So that's one aspect of it. On the legislative side, it's going to be very hard for them to do anything because the First Amendment is going to protect free speech. And so if they do try and do something like the Fairness Doctrine and apply it to uh, other than broadcast media, they're going to have a hard time doing it, but don't put it past them to at least give it the old college try because they've gotten a lot a long way with their cancel culture. I'm sure that they will try and use the power of government any way they can to go after conservative media.
1: Mm, well, yeah, and, and that's what we see when we're you mentioned the First Amendment. So we see so many people who are banned from different platforms or thrown off, and they try to go to court but the court says, hey, this is, this is a, a private enterprise. This is a private thing. So, for example, Parler got thrown off of, uh, you know, Amazon Web Services, and they tried to go to court. And the court said, no, this is not something that you can allege that this is a First Amendment violation. This is a contract violation. And so it didn't go anywhere. Uh, Brian Darling, thanks so much for your perspective. We appreciate it. Thank you. Well, is there bias at Wikipedia? A co-founder, Larry Sanger, says 100% that Wikipedia is leaning towards socialism and that it scrubs out conservative voices, scrubs out conservative ideas. But he's got a solution. So stick around. He's coming up next. Larry Sanger, the co-founder of Wikipedia, to give his solution for the Wikipedia bias. Stay tuned. Hey there, good morning, and welcome back to Just the News AM. I am Carrie Sheffield. We are talking about tech bias right now. Larry Singer is the co-founder of Wikipedia, and he says that Wikipedia is very biased against certain lines of thinking. Hey, Larry, good morning.
4: Good morning, Carrie. How are you doing?
1: Doing well. And I should let our viewers know also, you are the author of a book called "Essays on Free Knowledge: The Origins of Wikipedia and the New Politics." of knowledge and you also have an op-ed that you wrote where you said that Wikipedia is badly biased. You said that Wikipedia's NPOV, the neutral point of view, is dead. The original policy long since forgotten, Wikipedia no longer has an effective neutrality policy. There's a rewritten policy but it endorses the utterly bankrupt canard that journalists should avoid what they call false balance. The notion that we should avoid false balance is directly contradictory to the original neutrality policy. As a a result, even as journalists turn to opinion and activism, Wikipedia now touts controversial points of view on politics, religion, and science. Larry, what is the the issue here as far as what does this mean for people? For people who are looking to get information information, And they just want to get educated. Is this going to be totally slanted, the information that they're going to be getting? Because Wikipedia is one of the most powerful, popular websites on the planet.
4: Right. Um, I think probably the biggest thing that it means is that um, when school kids go and they look up answers to questions about uh, the meaning of socialism, to use the example that Fox News um, brought up, um, they're going to find uh, an explanation that completely ignores um, any conservative, conservative uh, libertarian, or critical um, treatment of the subject. And that's, that's really problematic. That's not education. That's propaganda. And um, I think that uh, it's going to take time for people to be essentially educated about what Wikipedia has changed into over the years. So Larry, past how ten- did
1: so. how did this happen? How did we get here because you were a co-founder, the whole idea of it being this noble open source platform to consolidate and really synthesize information easily for you. How did we get from that noble mission to biased indoctrination, shutting out people?
4: Well, it's Interesting, isn't it? Um, Back in 2005, Wikipedia was truly uh, committed to neutrality. Um, For the first five or even 10 years, you could go to articles on the most controversial topics of the day in the Cultural War, and you would find all sides being fairly represented. And that was the policy. And then about 10 years ago, Basically, as as liberals made or leftists made their march through the institutions, Wikipedia became one of those influential institutions. So they started their march and basically uh, took it over, and and uh, gradually, along with the the transformation of mainstream media. Wikipedia said, okay, well, if it's, if it's okay with them, it's gonna be okay with us too. And they started getting rid of uh, citations from conservative sources, even conservative sources that were cited in order to explain the conservative point of view. Um, at least in some cases, that was the case. And um, more and more certain points of view were, were castigated and, and uh, labeled. Um, and not just conservative, right? It's it's um, anything that is contrary to the establishments, in, broadly speaking. So um, the academic es- establishment, especially. But um, more more generally, the political establishment. So.
1: And what about Section two hundred and thirty? Because this is a big thing that President Trump, while he was in office, would always talk about. That if you're going to be an agnostic, neutral, open platform, then you can get these protections, the shield of liability. But if you're going to proactively have editorial decisions, if you're going to have a slant. Then you have to be liable for that. Do you think Wikipedia is opening itself up by editing so much uh, to, you know, being basically having these 230 protections go away?
4: It seems to me you can make the case um, at this point. Uh, it, you know, it's interesting. Section 230. Was never really given any teeth in the sense that um, the government hasn't allowed lawsuits against um, some people, or at least not in in uh, websites that have changed their editorial point of view, so to speak, like Wikipedia has and and um, and certain blogs. Yeah. Um, so it remains to be seen if that's possible i'm sure it's being tried um i'm not i've been, haven't been closely following the uh the legal challenges but um you know there've there've been attempts in at, at times especially to uh criticize not criticize but to um to get money out of uh, the wikimedia foundation and the people who write articles um, that are defamatory, for example, and there's a lot of that now on on Wikipedia for sure. And and the people who are defamed. You're saying you're, there's work, a lot
1: of. You're saying there's a lot of people who are defamed on Wikipedia, and yeah. does that mean that Wikipedia is then open for liability?
5: Well, let's
4: put it this way: um, How what recourse do those people have? I'm not a lawyer so I I cannot say what I uh, what the law is but it seems to me as a non-lawyer that those people ought to have some recourse um in in uh, establishing their um their good name and, and defending it against uh, scurrilous attacks so I yeah, think a lot of our
1: viewers would totally agree with you, Larry. Hey, what's yeah. been the response since you've come out and, and said, hey, Wikipedia, what if your co-founders and your former colleagues, how have they responded to what you're saying?
4: Oh, they ignored me. <laughs> they don't care what I say. Yeah. I, and I, that, the feeling is mutual, to tell the truth. I, yeah.
1: So they haven't we, tried to listen to you or try to incorporate any of your ideas?
4: no not at all not at all it's just they they treat me at this point as just another person that was associated with the project long ago and um it's uh it's an interesting thing yeah
1: Mm. are they trying to cancel you
4: Interestingly, no. I wouldn't say they have. In fact, uh, I think the the reasoning must be the reason that my Wikipedia article still looks okay is they they think a criticism of me would reflect badly on themselves.
1: Mm, so they have not There's, gone after your Wikipedia entry so far.
4: So far, not too much.
1: Mm, interesting. Well, Larry Singer, we appreciate it. Yeah. And stay tuned. We've got more on what's coming and the bias, the allegations of bias and the socialist leanings from Maxim Lott. He works for John Stossel, a famous libertarian, and he wrote a report for Fox News looking at all of these edits around questions of socialism. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: As a professional welder Shayna ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills
1: the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is
0: learn more at meta.com metaverse impact
1: hey there good morning welcome back to just the news am i am carrie sheffield and glad that you're with us i love getting our viewer feedback Here it was my question yesterday. I said, what will the Democrats' $1.9 trillion stimulus bill do to the economy? And I had Trump's former White House chief economic advisor on the show to talk about it. Hockey Dude, Mr. Hockey, says it will make other Democrats rich and please the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, by weakening our economy, bringing us ever closer to the Sino-centric world they desire. Well, in response to Hockey Dude, we had Bo Dernbach— With PDA, as we flip GA on January 5th, a Democrat here, he says, I hear you. Goldman Sachs, a Democratic sweep would mean faster economic recovery than a Trump plan. This is a Moody's report, 7.4 million more jobs under Joe Biden's plan. What's interesting here is that he's citing Goldman Sachs and Moody's, two institutions that Mr. Hockey Dude is probably saying, uh, exactly reinforcing what Hockey Dude just said. So, Constitutional Convention says, D. Weinberger 66, the $15 minimum wage will cause huge inflation all by itself and that's what's happening there's a big debate about this question of 15 dollars minimum wage senator joe manchin from west virginia has come out against it so that is a big blow to the prospects of it he says in west virginia 15 dollars minimum wage shouldn't have the same yardstick as you see in a place like california or new york that's a lot more expensive and a higher cost of living john ford says it's unreal every major company that supported the overthrow of the government in 2020 now has someone in the biden cabinet Unreal. How much more evidence does America need to realize the corruption of these people? A lot of criticism here of the Biden nominees coming from both some on the left and on the right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, He's having continued hearings for Biden's nominees this week. All right. We're going to go back to this topic of bias at Wikipedia. And joining me is Maxim Lott. He's executive producer for Stossel TV. Hey there, Maxim.
3: Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me on.
1: Good to have you. And I want to let our viewers know about your reporting over at Fox News. You did a lengthy article there looking at all of the ways that you said that there is a leftist bias at Wikipedia. That socialism, the pages are whitewashed and the communist atrocities are buried. You say that Wikipedia bills itself as the free encyclopedia that anyone can edit, but experienced Wikipedians say new users will find they simply they cannot simply fix things. One prolific Wikipedia editor, Jonathan Weiss, told Fox News that the bias on Wikipedia somewhat reflects the bias in academia and journalism. It's easier to find an open Marxist rather than a center-right conservative. He said. So what was the biggest thing that surprised you? Because you've been covering tech and tech bias allegations for a long time now. What was the biggest thing that really shocked you here as you were doing this piece?
3: Uh, I mean, certainly I didn't know until recently what the state of Wikipedia was. I figured you could make an edit. And, you know, if, if you saw something that was crazy biased, you could make an edit and Put a source on it that was reliable, and that would change the page because it's the encyclopedia. Anyone can edit, Um, but you know, I talked with experienced Wikipedia editors, including Larry Sanger, who's really the the expert on this, who you just interviewed, but also Jonathan Weiss and a couple others, and you know, they say that's not the case. You and you can see this on going on to the talk pages of these pages which is kind of the behind the scenes of wikipedia and if you go to those which are publicly available you'll see if you make if someone makes an edit for balance it almost immediately gets reverted in fact on the day that this article came out about how there's no serious criticism section on the communism page um, and uh in fact they never mention any of the mass casualty events from Mao or Stalin or anything. Someone, an established editor who'd been around for years, made thousands of edits, went on that page. He said, you know, I don't agree with all the critics of this page, but we should have a real criticism section. And he pasted one in. And, uh, you know, within minutes, another editor came in and was like, these numbers are of deaths are, are surely too high and just deleted. It. And it's still deleted. There's still no criticism, serious criticism section on the communist uh, communism wikipedia page so and this happens over and over on almost on all sorts of political pages you there's not an expectation of balance and they seem to have been captured by a bunch of editors a couple dozen who have a political viewpoint and want to keep it that way
2: Mm.
1: so i mean it's nice to know that they tried to respond to what you were doing and have some sort of balance, but do you did was there a back and forth where they tried to go in and rejigger it, and then w- was it a back and forth or it was just that one?
3: Yeah, so it's worth when we think about they, you know, Wikipedia is still a bunch of volunteers, but the issue is that. There are now a core group of a couple dozen volunteers where if there's any new volunteer who rocks the boat and adds some balance to pages, they'll just delete that. And so, yeah, we saw that on the communism page where when after the article came out, an established editor tried to make it more balanced. He tried to add a mention of the deaths, some of the deaths caused by communist regimes. And within minutes, his change was deleted. Um, So this isn't a. high-up decision by Wikipedia. They There's no centralized decision-making. It's just anyone trying to add balance is going to be dealing with a couple dozen uh, editors who seem to have a leftist agenda, mm. and well, they're I going the, to change that, it back.
1: Sure. Well, I guess that begs the question, if you have a bunch of lower-level volunteers, maybe they're socialists because they don't have a job, But if you're talking about the senior management, the people who are running the show, they gotta pay bills, they gotta keep the lights on, they gotta keep the servers running, there's a foundation, there is an institution and a leadership, why aren't they being more open about having these lower level unpaid volunteers to have more tolerance and maybe have some unpaid volunteers who are conservative having more balance?
3: So Wikipedia really does work differently from most websites. There's really almost no centralization. The Wikimedia Foundation kind of provides some PR and it um, and it uh, you know provides the hosting, but in terms of the edits, they don't weigh in at all, really. So what you have it's all volunteers, and you have some socialist volunteers and a few conservative volunteers, and the problem is it's just lopsided the same way the universities are. So it might be 90 percent left wing. And um, and it's hard to break out of that cycle. So Jonathan Weiss, who's done more than a half, almost half a million edits in his life, 10 more than 10,000 hours. Wow. <laughs> he's one volunteer. He's not a leftist. He spoke to me and he said, I think it's still possible to change this because it is a totally decentralized system. And all we need is mm. a thousand non-leftist editors to come onto Wikipedia, learn how it works, be polite, add balance, and that is theoretically possible. Um, but right now, if you just go on there yourself, you're going to get shut down and very frustrated.
1: Wow. Well, so uh, so the solution is to get a bunch of volunteers to uh, fix this. How are you going to get them? Are, are you putting out the call here on this show? <laughs>
3: I'm not myself putting out the call, but certainly I know Jonathan Weiss has been thinking just how can he encourage people to, uh, who are not leftists, who want balance on this, to join Wikipedia and edit it more for balance. Are and conservatives it's just very just, difficult.
1: Are conservatives just, uh, they have families, are they just busier? Socialists just have more time on their hands?
3: There might be some of that. I think what we see in Wikipedia really parallels the universities. I think a bigger thing is that in recent years, uh, leftists have decided it's okay to shut out other voices. So Mm, it's unfortunate. Yeah.
1: All right. Maxim Lott, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news.
1: Hey there, good morning. Welcome back to Just the News AM. I'm Carrie Sheffield and glad you're with us. Well, joining me this morning is Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. She's a Republican from Arizona. We're going to cover a lot of ground. Good morning, Congresswoman.
5: Good morning. I hope you're doing well.
1: Doing well. Trying to stay warm. I know you're there in Arizona. I hope you're nice and warm, but you're going to be moving here. Tomorrow, though, it's supposed to be in the 60s. So you came at a really good time.
5: I'm bringing the Arizona weather to Washington, D.C. Too bad I can't bring my conservatism to The Democrats in Washington, D.C., they've gone crazy.
1: Well, I know you're going to be bringing your perspective to the committee. There's a hearing tomorrow that's coming up, and you're going to be there. And this is looking at, we talked about it early in the program, the House Committee on Energy and Commerce they're announcing a hearing about, quote, the traditional media's role in promoting disinformation and extremism. And these Democrats running the committee are looking to basically stop conservative media outlets and in some ways get them thrown off the air. What do you think is going to be the outcome of this? Are we going to see specific policies that Democrats are going to be trying to push?
5: You know, this is very, this has been building for a while because I used to be on Homeland Security Committee as well. And in a a meeting that we had with Democrats and the big tech companies, the Democrats, this was about a year ago, called for Twitter to take Trump off of their platform because they said, oh, he's this terrorist and terrible person. So this has been going on for a while, but now they're in power. So the Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the presidency, and boy, I hope some Democrats have some common sense that they're not gonna strip away our First and Second Amendment rights right off of the bat, which they are trying to do. This letter that the top Democrats on the subcommittee uh, sent, to 12 cable companies, satellite companies, and streaming TV companies, specifically pointing out Fox News, OANN, and Newsmax, that they were somehow spreading disinformation and that they should be looked into, and are are these companies gonna continue to allow uh, these uh, conservative-leaning organizations to be on their platforms? It is absolutely outrageous. I can I can I can't even count on my hands the number of times that the main street media has lied specifically about legislation or events that I have been involved in. So if you're gonna go down this road, they better do this to the mainstream media and all their liberal bias and lies. Talk about the Russia hoax, remember? The Russia hoax, they just spread this lie over and over and over again. and 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 Congresswoman, that's my question,
1: um, because, you know, our founder here at Just the News, John Solomon, he has done a yeoman's work. He should get a Pulitzer Prize for all the reporting about this disinformation that you're talking about, about the Russia collusion hoaxes and about all of the Mueller report, things that the, you know, for example— MSNBC or other media outlets, the New York Times, were consistently reporting, and it turns out that it's all disinformation. But conservatives did not do the same thing when they were in power, when Republicans held both houses and the White House. Any time there was any sort of question about bias, then the mainstream media started howling and said, oh, this is, this is a threat to First Amendment issues. What is the answer here, though? Because if you're a conservative, if you believe in limited government, you be- believe in the First Amendment, you allow that sort of speech out there, but the left doesn't do the same thing. So is this sort of the conservatives being a victim of their own belief in freedom? Mm-hmm.
5: Well, I don't think we're a victim. We believe in the First and Second Amendment in the U.S. Constitution. We don't do what these Democrats do, try to silence debate and speech. The Democrats uh, passed a rule on the U.S. floor of the House of Representatives that took away the motion to recommit, which is debating on an amendment on the bill, because they want to totally silence any opposing viewpoint. You see that on Facebook, you see it on big tech, they're encouraging them to do that. You see this now in this letter that they sent to the 12 cable satellite and streaming TV companies, very intimidating, trying to take away our first amendment rights, freedom of speech. They're also trying to take away freedom of religion. And you've seen legislation trying to take away our second amendment rights and right to bear arms and defend ourselves. This is so extreme that the answer to it, to your viewers, is they need to get involved. They need to get involved in conservative groups. Um, I'm a member of the Republican Party. Get involved in your local Republican Party. We have two years, two years, to strategize and win back the Republican majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. We can do this, we only have to flip Five seats from Democrat to Republican. This is the only way to stop the Biden and Democrat radical agenda. Is in elections, and everyone needs to get involved, whether that's donating or whether that's Debbie. Grassroots. Do you think
1: that uh, do you think the Democrats are going to bring back what they call the uh, what's
5: called the fairness doctrine? I don't know what the Democrats are going to bring back, but I you know I don't put anything past them at this point. They've impeached the president two times over nonsense. The first Russia collusion thing was totally false. The second one, they didn't even have any hearings. I would put nothing past the Democrats at this point. Their power has gone to their head. They've thrown the U.S. Constitution out the window. And they just are—they just want to drive a stake in conservative hearts, have no... debate at all. They don't believe in free speech. They believe in my way or the highway. And that's it. And this is unacceptable. And conservatives like me and others that are listening, we need to organize instead of just complaining. And we need to influence our future elections.
1: All right, Congresswoman, stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and be right back more with the Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Stay tuned. Good morning. Welcome back to Just the News AM. I'm Carrie Sheffield, and glad you're here for the ride. We're joined again by Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, a Republican from Arizona. Congresswoman, let's talk about one of your tweets you put out, and that was about climate change. So you noted that Biden just rejoined the Paris Climate Change Agreement. It's a bad deal for American workers and their families, you say. President Biden's reckless decision to re-enter this agreement will lead to increased energy costs and kill jobs for many Americans." So I guess the question here, and then also uh, we had a story at Just the News AM. This was an interview with Steve Moore, the economist who has worked very heavily with President Trump. Um, he says that pro-Trump, Trump's pro-America energy policies were a disaster for Russia, and the truth is Biden is a godson for Russia. That Under President Trump, the United States achieved energy independence, but now a lot of people are arguing with these new changes. A lot of the people from, you know, places like Russia or Venezuela, other countries, the Middle East producing oil, now stand to gain and benefit because of what Biden's doing. How is that going to sell with voters, maybe blue-collar voters, people who work in the energy industry who want energy independence?
5: Well... You know, the policy that the energy policy Biden has is just very detrimental to the United States of America and to American workers. It doesn't make sense. And President Trump understood that America needs to be energy independent. Um, You know, I was around in the 70s. I was young then, but I was around in the 70s. And we had lines of cars trying to get gasoline because the Middle East, OPEC, um, uh, controlled all the oil, and, 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 and we were reliant on that part of the country, the Middle East, for all of our energy needs, and it has changed. Under the Trump administration, we were exporting energy to other countries, and now Biden wants to go back to us being reliant on Russian uh, energy or Venezuelan energy. These are not our allies. And it, I scratched my head. I asked my Democratic colleagues on the Energy and Commerce Committee just the other day, I don't understand you. Why would you want to kill millions of American high-paying jobs and also give China, India, um, a pass on emissions in this Paris climate agreement? It makes absolutely no sense to me. And why would we want to go back to being reliant on our adversaries for energy? And and what did they say
1: when you you asked your colleagues, what did they say about, uh, in response, what was their defense about energy reliance on foreign countries?
5: They didn't answer. They totally have a different belief system, which I totally don't understand. They're so locked in to this thought that any fossil fuels, the use of it, is evil or something. It's ridiculous. Republicans believe in a diverse energy portfolio. I mean, just think about it. You, you, we teach this on everything else, whether it's investing in stocks or bonds, you want a diverse portfolio. Uh, everything in life, you want something diverse in, in case one thing breaks down, you can rely on the other thing. We wanna make sure that we have nuclear power, hydroelectric power, natural gas power, renewables, which includes solar and uh, wind power. We want all of the above energy. And the Democrats just seem to think that, that solar and wind can supply all the energy we need in the United States of America. And that's just flat out wrong. It's unrealistic. They need to well, look at right. the numbers.
1: Well, you're right. That's one of the first rules of business is diversify your portfolio because that makes you be able to absorb shocks and, and you don't have the shock so much if, if one of the sources goes away. But I want to talk also about uh, a bill on a separate note that you've introduced and you tweeted out about it. You said, I'm proud to introduce legislation with my house commerce colleagues to expand broadband connectivity, help close the digital divide, and ensure people are not held back academically or in their workplace due to a lack of access to stable internet. Now, it's interesting because Joe Biden has come under fire because of what he said about people who are African-American and Latino. He said they just don't know how to use the internet. And to give him the benefit of the doubt, he was trying to say, he said in rural areas that they don't, you know, they're just not as plugged in. Why do you think he said it that way? Are you going to give him the benefit of the doubt? and Or do you think he's, you know, in a line with what you're trying to do here?
5: Well, I don't understand why Biden says the things he does. And, and, of course, the media doesn't take him to task for it. If Trump said anything like that, he'd be called a racist. And so I don't understand him at all. But what the Republicans and the Energy and Commerce Committee did is we have introduced 28 bills to broaden and make it easier for people in rural com- communities and in the cities, quite frankly, to get internet access to, my bill expedites the broadband uh, expansion into communities because you can see now more than ever during the COVID relief, or I'm sorry, COVID uh, crisis, that families are relying on good internet services just like we're doing right now. I mean, you have to, kids, students that are doing online schooling have to have good internet and broadband services. And how have the Democrats so responded do, to your bills? Oh, you know, they probably are going to reject them because that's what the Democrats do. They're in power right now, and they just think anything that a Republican sponsors must be uh, defeated. You know, there this whole call from Biden to be bipartisan is all talk, and it's all show. And it is not realistic at all. That's proof in the COVID relief package he's pushing through $2 trillion. He's doing it in a format, a reconciliation bill. We're going to leave it
1: right there. Thank you.
5: Thanks so much, Congresswoman.
1: We appreciate it. All right, we'll be right back.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Hey there, good morning and welcome back to Just the News AM. going to close the show. Well, if you thought that former President Trump was going to ride off into the sunset, some of his liberal... Colleagues, I'm sure that's what they were wishing. They're going to be totally wrong because we just had word that former President Trump is going to be attending the Republican Spring Donor Weekend Retreat in April. This is going to be April 9th in palm beach florida he's expected to give a big speech there to connect with the donors there's going to be some other possible 2024 contenders including arkansas senator tom cotton florida senator rick scott from from florida governor ron desantis from florida south dakota governor christy noem and former secretary of state mike pompeo so keep an eye on this to see what is going to happen here? Are the donors, are there going to be donors who are saying, hey, you lost 2020, There's a, there was a lot of evidence of things happening at the legislative levels that should not have been happening, but you ended up losing, so we're going to take our money and we're going to go somewhere else. Or will they say, hey... You have the system rigged against you. Let's unrig the system and give you a second chance. This is going to be the big question for the right. And no matter what happens, President Trump has a muscle of support behind him. He's got the base behind him. And so whoever ends up being the nominee in 2024, President Trump is going to have a lot to say about this. Keep an eye out for this. Of course, Ronna McDaniel, who is the chairwoman of the Republican Party, she said that the GOP will be neutral, that they are not going to be favoring any candidate. But keep an eye out. This could really be a repeat of what we saw in 2015, 2016. It could be this all over again, but with new roles reversing. All right, that does it for us. We'll see you tomorrow.